Hello and welcome. We're pleased to have you tuned in to Finding Truth Matters with Dr. Andrew Corbett. There are a number of life challenges that we will all encounter in our adult life, either by way of personal experience or by relationship with someone else having the experience. In dealing with these big life challenges, we can be tempted to think that they're very modern day, very here and now issues, and so not able to be relieved by anything the Bible has to offer. Can we draw on the Bible to help someone else? We're going to continue to explore that idea with the second in a four-part series titled I Have a Friend Who Struggles With, tonight's life challenge, Loneliness. This is uh, I Have a Friend Who Struggles With Loneliness. And we're going to see that loneliness is one of the... The, the major issues facing our society today. And um, I, I'm so sensitive to the fact that every one of you, every one of you experiences loneliness. And it's one of those things that we often don't admit, we don't talk about, it makes us uncomfortable. And then those private moments where we feel so alone. So I want to share a little bit about that. What are the causes of loneliness? Relationship breakdown can leave people feeling lonely. Loss of a loved one can leave people feeling lonely. That sense of grief that feels like loneliness rejection and rejection can sometimes be deliberate intended and direct but most of the time we feel rejection when it's not deliberate it's not intended and it's indirect this uh, person who offered this quote says that when he was a young boy, one of the things that shaped his life was seeing his parents have an almighty argument. He says he was about five or six at the time. And as they had their argument, that was the last time he saw his dad. And his mum was left on her own. And Jeff Shreve grew up concluding this you can be deeply lonely in a crowd even sitting in a stadium of 60,000 people and by the same token you can also find yourself with a few hours of solitude and alone time and not be lonely at all and that's the last little bit that tells us that something happened in his life and it most certainly did. He goes on to say in his book, Runaway Emotions, loneliness then isn't so much a situation as an attitude or a state of mind. It's that sometimes overwhelming feeling that no one really knows me, cares about me or wants me around. That's loneliness. And I think that's a pretty good definition when you feel like that. 
And the thing we need to know is that everyone experiences loneliness. Everyone. I can absolutely guarantee you everyone in this room and listening to me right now has experienced, maybe is experiencing and definitely will experience moments, seasons, protracted seasons of loneliness. And I'll tell you why I can be so certain of that in a moment. One of the main reasons I can be certain of it is that when Jesus became God in the flesh and the Bible says he experienced everything we experience as human beings, he experienced loneliness. He experienced it. And he even knew that there was a a time of intense loneliness coming. You remember as Christ knew that his hour was drawing near whereby he would be taken and butchered. (laughs) And that is actually the Greek word, butchered, like an animal. The same word used of a butcher slaughtering an animal. When Christ knew that was about to happen, he said this in John 16 verse 32, Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and leave me alone. Now, in the midst of what Jesus knew would happen, this is what he said, and this is the hope we have in Jesus. This is what he said. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. And I cannot, I cannot do that last part of that verse justice. I cannot, I don't know how to. I'm frustrated because I don't know how to take the profoundness of what Jesus says there and give it to you so that you get it. I don't know how to do that. I wish I did. I really do. Because it sounds like just a pat saying, you're never alone. He will never leave you. The Father will always be with you. And for some people, it's, yeah, 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 whatever. Ah, frustrates me that I can't get it through to people. Relationship breakdown, grief and loss, rejection. That's what causes people to feel lonely but that's not the cause of loneliness that's not the cause of loneliness what's the real cause of loneliness the real cause of loneliness and why i know we all experience it you might have been married for 20 30 40 50 years and feel desperately lonely i tell you one of the saddest times in my pastorate and it only happened over two individual minutes one minute here and one minute there was when I had an elderly man come to me who'd been married over 50 years, possibly even 60, I'm not quite sure. And he said this, I am desperately lonely. I can't talk to my wife. I feel so alone. I said that was one minute. The other minute was a few days later, his wife came to me and she dropped her mask and she pulled the curtain back just a little bit and she said this, I'm desperately lonely. No one understands me. My husband doesn't even care. They both wanted the same thing. That was one of the saddest moments of my life, especially as a pastor. How do I know we all experience loneliness? Because of what we're designed for. We are designed in a way that loneliness is the exact opposite of. 
We are designed and created to be in meaningful relationships. What does that mean, a meaningful relationship? A meaningful relationship is where you get to know someone and they get to know you. You, you, it involves a little bit of transparency. And the more you get to know someone, the more transparency it involves. That word is intimacy. And we are designed for intimacy. God has designed for us to not just peel the curtain back a little bit, not just take the mask down a little bit, but to take the mask off with someone, to pull the curtain back with someone we're created for that. And I've got to tell you now, we're going to see this. These relationships that we're created for, you are created for it. When you don't experience it, you feel the pain of loneliness. Why do we feel that? Why? If we're created and designed for intimacy and relationship, if we're designed to not wear masks, not have a curtain over our soul. Why do we do it? <laughs> we all do it. Because of the worst kind of antisocial virus. And I mean that, antisocial. That is, it destroys relationships. It's a virus. It's a virus that affects the soul. And every human soul is contaminated with it. Every human soul. You know what it's called. Sin. And sin, that is fundamentally the breaking of the most important relationship every person can have, leads to a breakdown of every other relationship. It does. In fact, it's broken each of mankind's original fourfold relationships. Let's start with the number one relationship that we were all created for. And as we help those who are struggling with loneliness, this is a good place to start. God. Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they find rest in thee, in you. He went on to say, every person is created with a vacuum that was originally filled and now it is not. Every person is created with a God-shaped vacuum and people try and fill that vacuum like putting a square peg into a round hole and it just doesn't work and here it is it starts with god we are created to be in relationship with god secondly we are created to be in relationship with ourselves now what does this mean because i know that there's a whole bunch of people who teach you've got to just love yourself and don't worry about what others think of you oh man can i tell you that is at the that that is like pouring petrol on loneliness on the fire of loneliness that is petrol why because when you are at peace with yourself your focus is not on yourself. When you are not at peace with yourself, your focus is on yourself. You were created, Adam, the original man, before he sinned, before he took all of us into sin, was created with peace. He experienced peace. 
He didn't doubt that God loved him. He didn't doubt that God had a plan for him. He didn't doubt that he was in the middle of God's will. He was, the word is, secure. He was secure. And when you experience peace with God, you can experience peace with yourself. And it doesn't mean you love yourself more than anyone else. Good grief, Jesus said, don't do that. (laughs) And thirdly, sin has broken peace and fellowship with others. So while we're created and designed to be at peace with God, we're designed and created to be at peace in our own skin. We're created and designed to experience peace with others and sin has broken that down. And and fourthly, interestingly, we're actually created to have empathy with animals. We're created to bond with an animal and animals are created to bond with us. That's original creation. And what do we see sin do? Why are organisations like the RSPCA devised? Royal Society for Protection of Cruelty Against Animals. And what do we see sin do? It puts these sick ideas into people's heads about putting things on YouTube about how cruel they can be to animals. Nutsy stuff. Mind you, there's some pretty interesting stuff about how people have been able to bond with animals as well on YouTube. That's pretty interesting. But it just goes to show, originally we were created to enjoy. And here's one of the things, someone's really struggling with loneliness, and it might sound kind of crazy, but get them a cat. Serious. It's a part of God's solution. It's a part of it. Remember when, as we'll see in a moment, when God said to Adam, looking at Adam, it's not good for him to be alone. What was the first solution he offered? The animals. So even... Good, kind people in the Bible experience the pain of loneliness. Um, Again, I I remind you of Christ. Now, when Jesus heard this, this is Matthew 14, verse 13. He withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place. And other, other translations have lonely place to be by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And it's interesting, in between there, after that, you know, he teaches them and feeds them and does this. And then he dismisses them. And we have, uh, was it 10 verses later, it says this. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. So they thought. But he was never alone. And this is, kind of where i want to help you to see if you know god that number one relationship the others can fall into place luke 9 18 says this now it happened that as he was praying alone get this jesus was praying alone and there were disciples with him that amazing (laughs) it's kind of like i went to a i went to a party where there was 50 people and i was all alone kind of like that there's jesus experiencing loneliness and we come back to that definition no one understands me (laughs) who understood jesus they didn't get him and jesus asked them who do the crowd say i am so we come back to the original man adam god looks at adam and when he's created adam this is his assessment 
And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. And so there's initially the animals. Can the animals satisfy that second greatest social hunger in man? No, they can't. But God thought at least they were a solution, but not the solution. Where did it end up going? Well, we find other characters in the Bible also experiencing the pain of loneliness. David wrote this, Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. This is King David. So what's God's plan for dealing with loneliness? We've seen some of the clues in some of the scriptures we've looked at so far. And when these things aren't right, loneliness not might happen, loneliness can only happen. So let's go through God's solution. His assessment, it's not good for man to be alone. God felt, here's the solution. It includes this, marriage. Marriage was God's solution to every person's deep hunger for social connection. Marriage. It's such an important thing. It's the journey of a lifetime. Marriage. It can be the most satisfying relationship you will ever experience. And I know that as I say that, there are people who are going, that was not my story. I know that. And the reason it hurt so bad is because you know it should have been. Secondly, the family home. Family is God's solution to loneliness thirdly friends we see all of these things unfold in the early chapters of genesis let me give you some scriptures for this so that we can see this we've mentioned genesis 2 18 it's not good for man to be alone and god created a wife for him what about family what's the role of family well psalm 68 verse 6 says this god places the lonely in families he sets the prisoners free and gives them joy But for rebels, there's only famine and distress. Rebels, rebels, people who don't want a connection with their family. Distress. And don't we see our society riddled with this today? Just riddled with it. Man. And friends. Jesus said to his disciples, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. Friendship is really important for dealing with loneliness. Really important. And the Bible says this, Proverbs 27 verse 10. Do not forsake your friend and your father's friend. And do not go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. How can you help those who are struggling with loneliness? And perhaps you're very aware of those in your world who do struggle with loneliness. Number one, be an attentive spouse. Oh, there's so much I'd like to say about this. Be an attentive spouse. Just because you're married doesn't mean you're not lonely. In fact, I'm going to take a stab and say that there are many people in this room right now who are married who are, I don't know about desperately lonely, but they are, you're lonely. And that's because your marriage is not what it should be. 
And I shared before the story of the man wearing the mask and got the curtain and he took it down just for just a glimpse. And then a few days later, his wife did the same thing. And I think, man, if you guys could only do that with each other, you would have a transformed marriage. Number two, be an attentive parent or sibling, brother or sister. What does it mean to be attentive? I'm, I'm, I'm saying this and I'm, I'm hoping you know what I mean. It, it, it means you're listening to them. And, and, and again, if, you're, if, you're, if, if you have a pathetic understanding of what listening is, and you think it's just about words, you're not being attentive. If you can listen to people and actually hear what they're telling you behind the words, despite the words, in some instances because of the words, without the words themselves being the sum total of what they're telling you, you're beginning to be attentive. Be an attentive parent. Attentive siblings. Asking the question. Sometimes a sibling will say things to a sibling they'll never say to a parent. And to be able to ask that question, you okay? Is there anything I can do? How are you doing? Sometimes siblings can be really cruel to each other. But there are moments when siblings need to step up. That's how you can help someone who's struggling. Thirdly, and this is where I want to introduce the concept of balance. I said before, one of the things that pours petrol on the fire of loneliness is self-absorption. Someone who is really lonely will repel people. I mean, really lonely. They repel people. And it's, it, it's it, because they're self-absorbed. And by doing that, they're pouring petrol on their loneliness. How can you help someone who's really lonely this is i'm going to sound like i'm contradicting myself i know i'm going to sound that way but you need to be somewhat transparent with your own struggles with them and the reason for that and 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 somewhat i'd like i'd like to put a hyperlink on that where you could click and go ah that's what he means somewhat means if you go to them and you just become self-absorbed to them we've got two lonely people pouring petrol on each other's fires that's not good but when i say somewhat transparent with your struggles sometimes what happens is the lonely person becomes so self-absorbed they don't give them themselves that everything's about them and their troubles and their problems and their situation that they stop thinking about others and so by you being transparent you're actually going hey hey, hey hang on a minute you're not the only one on the planet with a few struggles have a, have a listen to mine. Have you ever thought you've been having a bad day then someone came along and told you about their day and thought, oh, my day's pretty good. I'm not doing so bad as I thought. You can have your day and I'll keep mine. <laughs> That's what can happen. It's that kind of thing. It just jolts your perspective. So how do you help someone who's struggling with loneliness? Be somewhat transparent but know where to draw the line. So you can listen, you can hear their struggles and go, yeah, man, I'm really battling with that too. 
or whatever. So you've got to be really careful. And fourthly, point them to the true source of acceptance, identity, love and care. It's not a cheesy, corny cliche. It's, it is where help starts. How do you help those who are struggling with loneliness? Hey, you know, there is a God in heaven who wants to be your father. You may have a really warped concept of what that means, but he is the perfect daddy. He's a daddy who's attentive. He's a daddy who knows you better than you know yourself. He's a daddy that really cares. He's a daddy who's always prepared to listen. He's got all the time in the world for you. Point them to the true source. I want to finish with this because this is a profound verse we find in the close of the New Testament. Hebrews 13 verse 6, it says this. So we can confidently say, hmm, that word confidence occurs in the, the epistle to the Hebrews several times, very strategically. We can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. And if you know Proverbs, th- uh, sorry, Hebrews 13, you know it starts off talking about God's relationship to us as daddy, his father. And it goes down and says, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? There's your security. There's your security. The Lord is my helper. If you are taking your biggest knots to someone else to untie, you don't get daddy. You don't get father. The Lord is my helper. Take your knots to him. There's a lot I could say to the lonely, but I'm talking to you who are helping the lonely. I would say things like this. Loneliness inherently looks to receive. And the solution is giving. Proverbs says, He who would have friends must first himself be friendly. There is a point where you give and give and give. And the Bible talks about generosity, a generous spirit. And it actually says that people are attracted to people who are generous. And I don't mean that that's, think in terms of dollars and cents. I mean of your time, of your effort, of your, just your ears. Give, give. And anybody who's a really good giver, who has the gift of giving, will tell you this. If you give because you want to get, you won't get. Here's the question. Is God your helper? Is God your helper? I tell you, if, <laughs> there are times in my life that happen so regularly where I am uttering a one-word prayer <laughs> to my daddy. Help. Help. This is more than I can handle this is more than I can bear. This is more than I'm able to carry. No one understands, but you do. Help. That's how you can help the lonely. We were not designed to be alone. God created us to enjoy relationship and provided ways for that to happen. There are some valuable things for us to consider in tonight's message in terms of helping others who struggle with loneliness. The key point here is with God, you are never alone. Dr. Corbett continues next week with I Have a Friend Who Struggles With Disappointment. Podcasts and Finding Truth Matters resources, including tonight's program, I Have a Friend Who Struggles With Loneliness, are available via the website findingtruthmatters.org or by contacting us at Lagana Media. PO Box 1143, Lagana, Tasmania 7277. For regular updates and special offers, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash findingtruthmatters. 
Dr. Corbett is pastor of Lagana Christian Church and president of ICI Theological College Australia. We look forward to joining you again at the same time next week for another Finding Truth Matters.